Plastic Planet. Plastic Planet, Part 2, Mother's Keepers. Chapter 16, Pick Lee. Only a child sees things with perfect clarity. Because it hasn't developed all those filters which prevent us from seeing things we don't expect to see. Douglas Adams. Sun Star Lee Pick was wise for his 11 years, having endured many hardships for his age. His father was arrested with whereabouts unknown and his family driven from his childhood home by poison gas and byproducts of aging plastic. Pick was tall at almost 5'9", with sandy blonde hair and deep blue eyes, carrying himself with joyful confidence even in the days of darkness. Pick was playing outside of the living area, practicing tricks on his hover stick, repeating a move, determined to get it right. With focused vision, he proceeded to the next trial with passion and power, only to be caught off guard by his elderly neighbor en route to the communal laboratory. Pick and the neighbor, Mr. Young, collided in a loud crash, followed by a loud scowl. Doggone it, Pick! Put that thing away! I could have broken my neck! Mr. Young shouted before regaining his balance. Sorry, hearing the commotion, came to investigate. Son Lee, bring your hover stick inside at once and put it away. I do not want to see that right now. Get your homework. He passed through the waters, exploring his limits. Come on, Mom, just a few more minutes, he said, eyes wide, pouting with his best puppy dog pal. Pick now. Don't make me tell you again, said driving directive home with a stern motherly look. Pick rolled his lips downward in boyish pout, stomping inside defiantly to put up his hover stick before powering up his communication device and accessing his desktop, temporarily distracted by a notification from social media. Star's angry stare caused Pick to raise his hands and surrender. Okay, Mom, okay, I'm bringing it up now. Pick accessed his learning unit, bringing his assignment into view. Star was not pleased that the work was incomplete. Pick, anticipating his mother's reaction, said, Mom, please, I know, pro I promise I'll finish it now. I'm sorry, I forgot, okay? Or looked at him, exasperated, saying, You better, lest I tell you. Stopping in mid-sentence, overcome with emotion, realizing her blunder. She almost said, lest I tell your father. Pick, feeling her pain, jumped up, giving her a giant boyish bear hug, saying, I love you, Mom before peering up into her eyes, causing her to sob, experiencing pain of love lost and joy of motherly love simultaneously. Pick, puzzled by the outburst, thought it may help to present his plan. Mom, I've been meaning to talk to you. Now that I'm almost grown up, I want to do more to help the family out. Pick met her, got, had met her gaze before continuing. I have a few hours after school and before dinner, Mom. And I want you to help me find a job so I could help take care of our family. Pick paused, waiting for her reaction, waiting confident he could help and determined to try. Star grabbed Pick, hugging him tightly, sobbing emotionally before playing a kiss on his forehead. We're going to be fine. Don't you worry about a thing. Pick, although not convinced, shook his head in affirmation, be returning to his homework. His mind drifted off, speculating about his father's whereabouts, missing him, wishing he were here. He would watch over his sister and mother in his father's absence. It was his duty as a good son. Chapter 17, The Great Pick The ability to accept responsibility is the measure of a man. Roy L. Smith 
Pick lay in silence in his bunk, reminiscing of family outings at Mustang Island State Park. The family were winding up a pleasant day on the beach, spending the last hour cleaning the beach around them. Long day in late spring, big surf from the previous week drove the tide high, leaving behind countless pieces of litter lying on the beach. Stu was singing a rendition of a popular American folk song. One thousand pieces of trash on the beach, one thousand pieces of trash. Pick a piece up, throw it away. Nine hundred ninety-nine pieces of trash on the beach. Each time Stu sang out pick, Sun would dash down the beach, picking up trash in warp speed. After a few verses, the family started calling him Pick, his name in present day. Cleanup yielded three bags of trash plus some cool stuff. The pick added to his collection of beach treasures. A large conch cell, a portion of railing from an old ship, and a tent left behind by a beach visitor too lazy to pack it up. Today was one of his favorite Today was one of the favorite memories of surfing with his family, walking with his mother, and playing in surf with his sister. Memories while pleasant spawned countless questions about his father that echoed to his mind. Why did the police take his father to jail? Was his father still in jail? How come his dad never returned? Where was his father now? The questions rolled through his mind endlessly. Pick's fondest memories were of helping his father to clean up the beach after a family outing. He would walk down the beach, picking up trash together, stopping occasionally to investigate several of the sea's mysteries along the way. The walks were key to developing Pick's passion for the sea, spurring his dream of becoming a marine biologist someday. Nowadays, Pick's primary goals were to stay alive and take care of his family. Still, Pick managed to remain joyful, smiling contagiously to bring, to bring joy to all around him. Pick considered it one of his superpowers. The other powers existed in his imagination, allowing him to perform superhuman tasks like fly, read minds, bend steel, and a lot of other incredible feats. Pick woke to the unwelcome committee in the process of evicting his family. Two of them were packing his belongings, causing him to object loudly. Story came to him, assuring him with motherly love, all the while accompanying him to the terrible reality of the world outside of the county safe living unit. Pick stood with his mother, his sister, and the rest of the county residents displaced from their homes outside of the walls of the county unit, longing to scratch at his gas mask from the rubber metal skin. His young mind struggling with why his family was forced to leave the safe county safe living colony. Pick wondered what his father would do if he were here now, missing him terribly, longing for the family to be reunited, trying to wrap his young mind around the gravity of the situation. His thoughts were interrupted by a commotion in the sky. Pick stared upward in boyish wonder as thick black clouds crossed the sky, followed by a crack of lightning, opening to reveal a tribe of Native American Indians dancing around a fire in the sky. The tribe shaman motioned for his mother, who followed the shaman into a teepee on the other side of the fire. A few minutes later, the shaman returned, motioning for Pick to follow. Pick stepped through the teepee entrance onto a beautiful pink beach, the sun shining high from the sky, sparkling blue water, with his entire family waiting for him. Pick ran to them, jumping and playing joyously in the sea. The shaman communicated with Pick in the unspoken spirit language that every human is covered with at birth. Pick understood his spirit was eternal, created by the universe and crafted from human compassion. Memories of his spirit's journey came back to him, 
Hicks' spirit occupied many vessels over its journey, healing the psyche of the individuals and communities throughout time. Pick knew his purpose was to kindle the spirit of human compassion, to restore faith to humanity, and to promote unity among humans. Pick returned to the spirit world prior to his mother, connect all human beings by harnessing power of the spirit language and spiritually connected to all the mirrorless keepers. Surrounded by colonists, staring at him through their gas masks with questions forming on their lips, prompting the pick to proclaim with pride. Don't worry, people. Everything's going to be okay. My mother told me so this morning before we left the county, and my mother always tells me the truth, pausing to stare at them through his gas mask steadfast in his faith. A few people in the room chuckled under their gas mask uneasily. A few mothers gathered around you know, Pick in Star's absence to comfort him. Everyone stopped to look skyward as a bright aura descended like a shooting star, his mother coming home to save the day. Star let her magic flow, growing a beautiful oasis to protect her people. Pick was very proud of his mother and grateful for the miracles of her newfound powers gifted to her, gifted to her by the creators of the universe. Choosing to stay quiet about his own visit with the shaman, not wanting to ever shadow his mother's good deeds. Reasoning that she would worry or try to stop him, Pick slipped out as soon as everyone was asleep. Gliding away from the safety of the colony on his hoverboard, donning his gas mask, en route to find his father, determined to reunite his family. Chapter 18 Pick Finds His Dad. The sun and moon are my father's eyes, Aaron Weiss. Three hours later, Pick was over 200 miles away from the safe haven his mother created, hovering through Referio County. The land was flat and smooth, spotted with occasional tributaries or inlets of salt water. Within minutes, Pick was crossing the Nueces River en route to Mustang Island. To Pick's amazement, people were milling about outdoors without a gas mask, prompting Pick to set the hoverboard down to take his own mask off doping in the fresh air. Every detail was exactly like the vision he shared with the shaman. Pick navigated toward Mustang Island, believing it to be where his father was. Memories of his early childhood flooded his mind as he passed over the Laguna Madre toward Padre Island, feeling a special connection to the coastal bend with the best memories of his life taking place here. Pick hovered over the causeway, then north at 361, taking Access Road 2 to the beach before heading south on the beach until its end at the North Fish Patch jetty. Pick powered off his hoverboard, getting off to scan the horizon, spotting a couple walking hand in hand, a child running through the water, two young women sunbathing in bikinis. Oh, Pick's eyes rested on the two bikini-clad ladies before he regained his composure, reminding himself to stay focused, continuing to scan the jetties. Pick walked on the beach between the jetties. Halfway across, he spotted his father, causing his young heart to leap for joy. Stu, his father, was kneeling on a slippery rock near the waterline, his hands and legs bloodied by the rocks and barnacles. Pick approached, standing behind him quietly, trying to choose his words. Stu was looking at the sky, shaking his fist and screaming in the wind. This gift is a curse! It's someone else! I don't want to stay on this earth! Let me join my family who perished in the poison gas. Stu stared skyward with hands outstretched. Dad? Pick called out softly, causing Stu to jump to his feet with eyes blue skyward. Praise to the creators of the universe. I hear my son calling from paradise. Take me home to join him. 
Two stretches, arms out expectantly, faithfully waiting to cross to the other side. Pick up a little louder. Dad, behind you, it's me, Pick, your son. I'm alive, Dad. Mom and Moon are alive, too. You froze before turning around slowly, overcome with emotion when he saw his son, grabbing him and hugging him tight. Pick told his father about Star and Moon, prompting Stu to prepare to travel to Harris County to be reunited with the rest of the family. It was the happiest day of young Pick's life. Chapter 19, Reunited. Time has a wonderful way of showing us what really matters. Margaret Peters. Pick's actual superpower is complicated. He has a spiritual emotional connection with each of the mother's keepers, as well as the ability to communicate with humankind in the ancient spirit language that every human is coded with at birth. In addition, Pick is fine-tuned to the human psyche, making him ultra-perceptive to the emotional and spiritual state of those around him. Unbeknownst to his family, Pick already sent spiritual messages to the other mother's keepers, asking them to join the group. Pick already knew the Lee family would return to Mustang Island to meet Rain, Soul, and Rom. The vision he shared with the shaman foretold of the meeting, along with, with where to find his father. Upon setting down, Stu blew the poison gas away, clearing poison gas from Harris County and all the surrounding areas. The news of clean air spread quickly through the city, causing Houston area residents to flood the streets in celebration. Star and Moon came from inside the walls of the star's natural haven, spotting Stu and Pig before running to them, flinging their arms around them. The whole family reunited in a joyful huddle, remaining for several minutes. The glorious group hug broke with family exchange, exchanging stories of their journey and miracles along the way. Pick broke the happy reunion by standing suddenly and proclaiming loudly, We must return to Mustang Island tomorrow. The others will be there soon. The entire family looked at him with puzzled expressions, questions forming on their lips. Pick held up a hand, quieting them, saying, That's all I know. More will be revealed soon. His gaze strengthened with stern resolve. Resigned not to question the powers of the universe, they spent the remainder of the night reminiscing and planning for the future, with their hopes and aspirations restored. The next morning, the Lee family left Harris County, returning to Mustang Island, en route to unite with the rest of the mother's keepers to follow their fate to save the planet.